you know so much detail and insight into filmmaking so you know f- let's start with an easy um, easy question first you know how did you come to write this book you mentioned you've explained it but for the listeners yeah look uh, you know i was on the jury for the uh, ifi for the panorama and okay. with the other jury members uh, i was obsessed with raj kapoor and his technique mm-hmm. and So whenever we used to sit down in the jury meetings or you know in breaks, I used to talk about Raj Kapoor all the time. Huh. So Apurva Asani, who is a, who is the writer of Shahid, yes, and uh, he told me he said, "Rajiv, why don't you write a book on Raj Kapoor? Huh. Because you have these fascinating stories about him." Hmm. So that got me thinking, and then there was another journalist there called Sachin Chate, okay, who seconded that, and then. Um, I went and met Chintu, that Rishi Kapoor. Yes. He and me go back a long time. We were in the nursery together. Okay. Sixty year, and he he encouraged me and he said you must do this. And then I met uh, the other family because I had to meet the family members before agreeing to do it. Yes. And I met them all and uh, Dabu Sab Randhir Kapoor hmm. was very supportive. He's been supportive till today. Okay. He's telling me, and then then I went to meet Krishna Auntie. That is Mrs. Rajkumar. Yeah. And uh, she said, Rahul, you must do this because you are the only living man who knows how my husband worked. Hmm. You know how Rajkumar worked, and the stories and the incidents you know about him, even I don't know about him. Hmm. So I don't want it to be lost. Okay. You know, I'd like people to know what Raj Kapoor really was, mm. more than just a showman. Mm. So that's when I decided to to write the book. And uh, today, after the book is released, uh, uh, I, I'm really happy because uh, I got a call from a chap from Vizakapatnam. Mm. He said, "I just found your number, and Mr. Well, uh, uh, I'm uh, an engineering student, mm. Vizakapatnam." Mm. And I just happened by chance to see your book, and I read it. So I just wanted to tell you that you know, finally, I realized that Raj Kapoor was not only Ranbir Kapoor's grandfather. <laughs> Raj Kapoor, on him, on his own, was one of the greatest figures in in our cinema, hmm. and very much. So you know, that's the kind of thing which really makes me happy. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose for for the younger generation, they see it in a different uh, way, right? The uh, I mean, for older people, everybody knows, you know, like they've seen his films as children or as adults, and uh, have been struck by so many things about them, you know. And you brought that out, especially like I was fascinated by the music chapter. you know how he worked with the music that's one of the things so you want to start with talking about that because music stands out so much in his films and in and 
so seamlessly also i mean every every song has a place you know sometimes yeah. it doesn't have a place and it's just bunked in no but, he, he was very uh, particular about this that the song should have a place within the story hmm. the song is not going to work and hmm. somewhere i think you know music was uh, was an inborn gift he had like uh, hmm. instruments he would play any instrument at all he just hmm. playing so whenever he had a story and he'd be working on the script his mind used to work on this music whereas it you know when he tell you this situation i'm going to put a song it's mm. something we none of us thought that a song could come here mm. so he would you know uh, tweak the situation so that a song entered seamlessly in mm. fact uh, when i joined him in 1968 mm. uh, there were two songs he used to sing Uh, one was jhoot bole kawa kate and the other was sun saheba sun hmm two songs which he had completed he had you know written the mukhras hmm tunes were all done hmm he used to uh, compose his songs with his daughter ritu hmm who is a great uh, piano player hmm so uh, you know this creativity i think was uh, something inbuilt into the kapoor family Mm-hmm. Oh, these two songs i i heard them in 68 mm-hmm. finally jhoot bole kawa kate found its way into babi yes and sun saibasan yes. found its way in ramtari ganga valley mm-hmm. he had these things in his mind and uh, it came from there and uh, mm-hmm. even ramtari ganga valley's story mm-hmm. uh, and the idea to make the film came out of a song Ravinder mm-hmm. uh, Jain was singing at a wedding, mm-hmm. and he heard that song, and he said, "This is you know, this belongs to me." And mm-hmm. from that, he wrote the story. He got the story written. Mm-hmm. That song played a very, very important part for him. In fact, mm-hmm. while shooting Manjula, at times, I used to notice mm-hmm. that his lips were moving. Yeah. Right? and at times his fingers were tapping yeah so i asked him you know i had a great relationship with him and uh, he had told me he said uh, always ask me any question you have if mm. you don't ask me you'll never get the answer okay so i told him i said sir you know your lips were moving or you know you were tapping your finger he said you know what i was doing was i was actually thinking of the background music which would appear on this scene Mm. This dialogue. Mm. All I was tapping because this is a silent portion. I mm. was tapping the number of beats of music I will need when the people wow. find me. So that's that was the genius of man. Mm. And he seems to have like I mean that whole uh, when you describe the whole um, ambience at RK Studios, you know, like it, it seemed like everybody was very tightly knit and they were all learning from. from him and from each other as well so yes he said that that was that was the greatest thing of rk that's because the boss was like that you know mm. um, it was a, a those so much of learning one could go through and mm. uh, it helped me a lot amanjula because <clears throat> the studio had its own camera department its own sound department mm. so you know i managed to to go through the ro- ropes of every single stream in filmmaking mm. so that um, 
I've not done it, but you know, I, I used to operate the projectors. If mm. the uh, project, uh, projections did not turn up, mm. I wanted to see something, I would operate the projectors. I would um, even load up the cameras. Mm. You know, um, and um, the sound thing, I mean, everything. It's just that he had given a free hand and everybody there, all the heads of mm. the department, mm. like Mr. Radhu Karmakar, or Alauddin Khan Sam, mm. they were also as much upfront as he was about, mm. you know, imparting that knowledge to you. Mm. So that was a great, great thing. Mm. Like I was thinking it almost seems like a really great film school. You know? yeah, it's the greatest film school to be in. Mm. The greatest film school. And mm. everything was hands-on and practical. Mm. And the boss, when you would ask him a question, mm. he would actually stop all of the work and sit down and answer your question. Okay. And he had such a great memory. If you ask him a question, he was very busy. You know, mm. he may not react at that time, but maybe, you know, a day later or two days later, he'd come back to it. Mm. And he said, how oh, you ask me this? All right, this is the answer. Mm. Yeah, which brings me to those bits about you saying that, you know, his memory was elephantine and he could remember everything from like two years back even. It's a little bit. So talk about that. Memory, I mean, it's amazing the kind of memories this man had. Uh, mm. he, he, we were at a party uh, and uh, there was a music director, I don't want to name him, and yeah. uh, suddenly caught hold of him. And said, you know, you become a successful music director. I'm surprised because you had composed this song. And he sang the song. You know, that song had come about 30 years before Saab met him. So, (laughs) he didn't know that song. So, he was expressing his uh, thing now. And uh, this music director said, he said, he was laughing. And he said, no, whenever he's met me, he's only spoken about this song. I don't know why he hates it so much. (laughs) So everything, his, his memory was great for anything. I mean, uh, the greatest example of his memory was that when we were doing the final edit of Minaram Joker, we had uh, hmm. 50,000 feet of the crowd in the circus, you know, people watching. Now, 50,000 huh. feet is, is about 10 hours of material. Yes. And um, huh. at the final stage, he told me, he told us, all the assistants, he said, you know, uh, go up and find me a shot of the crowd hmm. where the entire crowd is looking left of camera hmm. and there is one man in a blue shirt who's looking right of camera. Hmm. So, I, I, now, you know, for us to go through 10 hours of material <laughs> to find that shot, we were debating milega, nahi milega, but it was there. Yeah. We found it. And this man remembers this after two years. Gosh. So somewhere, you know, I think um, he was actually um, saving and storing in his memory mm. the thing he could use at any time. Mm. You know, somewhere uh, was that. that. That was God's gift. Mm. And then you also talk about how, um, how you know, like now, many people say that you know you have to like you've referred to it also in your book how it has to be uh, almost mathematical and uh, you know it should be a bound script and you shouldn't did uh, you know you shouldn't stray from that. This seems like a very different way of filmmaking, right? And 
more spontaneous and more uh, and eventually more i don't know somehow it touches your heart and your uh, like something deep within you when you watch these films so talk about that but you know bound script is the sentence i hate what do you mean <laughs> by a bound script i have not understood see and uh, you know uh, i think these um, computers and uh, you know people using computers have actually ruined things these uh, uh corporate so called corporates mm-hmm. you know, they have these uh, guys sitting on computers and i have heard one of them say you know the scene uh, i like the scene but my computer doesn't like it come on here your computer doesn't have a mind or right, and you talk about a script we will not make a change we will not change your world no one in the world is this done things who do, do change in a film because a film itself is a creative process yes you know and your creativity can can take a different direction anytime it it, it can be anytime so you can't say my script is sacrosanct hmm. so what is written is written hmm. so it's you know that that kind of leave has to be there hmm. but um, you know raj kapoor uh, i think uh, the uh, kind of uh, things he changed in his uh, script Mm. led to some of the greatest moments in his films hmm like what you know if you can just like um, like in in bobby okay mm. in bobby we had a story we had a script mm. right but he was constantly improvising on that script mm. you know he mm. would say okay you know uh, uh, tomorrow let's shoot a scene and the scene will be like this you know see he just tell you and there were lots of moments and i think um, in bobby like uh, all these silent bits so this yeah. is what i learned from him in a love story the mm. less people speak you know the more it is you're convinced that they're falling in love you know yeah. that's what i learned from him and mm. bobby had these great sequences where children and dimple did not speak to each other you know she's mm. in badminton and he's watching from there it's just mm. like he's watching that that carried the whole thing across and she mm. also suddenly notices him and she stops playing and the shuttlecock falls down so these mm. are small moments which really work then the scene mm. in bobby of the uh, him flashing the mirror in the mm. library you mm. know now these were scenes yeah. never written these were improvised on the spot oh so let's do a scene like this you know at the club mm it great stuff and also yeah. and also in the editing room you know mm. he would um, i think that's where his films were made because mm. i'm talking about this um, uh badminton scene or the mirror scene yeah because it had no dialogue nothing so there's no script to go on Hmm. So you will shuttle the shots and really come across a narrative hmm. made and really hit you, you know, like a bolt. Hmm. Hmm. Really made difference. There were some scenes. Uh, there was one particular scene in Minam Joker. Hmm. Where, um, the scene was written with um, emphasis on Sana Rabinkina, the Russian girl. Hmm. And after the scene was edited, he said. Uh, you know there's something wrong with the scene mm. i don't know what it is but there's something wrong 
and he kept running that scene three four times and mm-hmm. he said you know uh, i think the scene uh, the um, the principal uh, reason for the scene to take a turn mm-hmm. should not be sana rabindrana it should mm-hmm. be rabindr mm-hmm. oh we didn't have a shot of rabindr so yeah. he said get me any shot of rabindr from the film any mm-hmm. shot costume doesn't matter and mm-hmm. he did replace that shot and it changed the whole uh, emphasis of the scene change and nobody mm-hmm. spoke about that costume being different and all because he believed mm-hmm. the narration is correct people mm-hmm. are going to think of the costume only when they moved away from the film mm-hmm. if they with the script they will never think of these things mm-hmm. Ah, so yeah, you pointed out how I mean, and then I was thinking, oh, uh, you know, the this is a real piece of wisdom that you know, uh, when a when when the audience is like really caught up in a scene, they don't in they don't uh, they don't notice these small details, and then you know, you can use sound to make them to distract them, and you know, those yeah, are those are, me, those are you know, uh, great points of learning for me, and hmm. I was constantly using these things of you know. having a louder mm. sound to uh, uh, move the audience away from thinking about something is wrong here and mm. really wonderful learning this thing from him mm. and also i found this uh, i think it's in uh, uh, this bit about how the uh, musicians the music directors are composing there are parts in the book where i really started laughing uh, they use like really foul language in this beautiful song <laughs> Well, I was a fifteen, sixteen-year-old kid, and I went. <laughs> I went for the music sitting in the uh-huh. famous Malakshmi Pomenanam Joka doing a song. Uh-huh. When I entered that music room, you know, I for me it was a a moment of awe and disbelief. I'm sitting <laughs> in a room with Raj Kapoor, Mukesh hmm. Ji, Shankar hmm. Ji. Akshinji, Hasanjapuri, and Sindhuji. Now I'm sitting with, you know, these people who are masters of music. I'm <laughs> yeah. in one room with them, and mm. we're composing a song. Huh. You know, you, you, you always have dummy words in a song because that's when you understand yeah. the tune better. Yes, you know, dummy words. Now huh. when we started seeing the dummy words, huh. it was the choicest abuses. <laughs> I've never heard. There were these, there were these six people who were not reacting to the gullies. There was serious discussion. A काम करें जय ए काम करें वो जो माँ की है उसको बहन की करके सुनाओ मेरे को. Now they compose the whole song with these gullies, and then the words have come in. <laughs> Which was really, this, that was a you know for me it was very um, it was a it was a shocking experience but a learning curve again you know? <laughs> and uh, and always one more thing with him when he hears the songs the tunes he mm. retain a lot of the dummy words you know music okay. directors just to uh, to uh, sing the tune to you. Would use hmm. words, and hmm. Rana would pick on it and say, "I'm going to use this." 
Like, uh, you know, I, that's what I learned from him. When Panjom, when we worked on uh, Beta, was it? No, on uh, Love Story. Arjun. Love Story. Okay. Uh, he sang a song, he sang the tune, and the dummy words had this. I, 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 Aja. I told Panjom, then I said, Panjom, let's use this in the song. And he said, absolutely, this must be there. You know, so that played a big hand. Ah, so th- so these dummy words would like be retained. Yeah, going forward. Yeah, they'd be retained. Hmm. Hmm. So coming to love story, I mean, you know, the whole uh, uh, the whole fiasco that happened that you've you've spoken about, yeah. and uh, how really you could have avoided it if you had listened to Raj Kapoorji's advice. So talk about that. No, I don't think uh, listening to his advice would have uh, avoided that. Uh, okay. Then uh, the only thing I could have done was decided not to do the film. <laughs> okay. He had told me everything. It was like a Jyotish, huh. like an astrologer. He huh. was telling you this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. So oh. I said at the end of the chapter, I said, for well, me became Baba Raj Kapoor. You know, like, <laughs> because everything he preempted. Hmm. You know, uh, Love Story is a big fiasco for me because uh, it's the only film which doesn't carry the name of a director. Hmm. And uh, hmm. I had actually gone to court and done that. Yes. So uh, at that time, everybody asked me what happened, what happened. I never wanted to speak about it. Huh. Then when I was doing the book, I said, this is something I must talk about, Hmm. you know, because, uh, and at that time, uh, it was really surprising as to the kind of things he he told me. Hmm. They were absolutely spot on. Hmm. And Love Story was such a big hit, you know. Huge, huge hit. Yeah. Yeah, but for me, the the, the crowning glory on Love Story, though, you know, it was uh, a huge hit was... uh, I met him the day at the studio and he said, I hope you're coming to the premiere tonight. So mm. I said, I've not been invited. He said, <laughs> what? I said, yeah, he's not invited me. Rindukumar not invited me. He said, he's such a jerk. I mean, how mm. can you do this? You know, because I know you made the whole film. We've seen the film. And huh. anyway, now you can't force him. So huh. at night, I was very upset that night. And mm. then... At about one o'clock, uh, he walked into my house. Hmm. And uh, he said, I just came to tell you I loved your film. And, uh, okay. you know, be proud of it. Never, ever get upset about this. Hmm. Be proud of it. Say proud. And then he left. And about 2.30, Dabu Sahib, Randhir Kapoor, and, hmm. and this whole gang of people walked in. And hmm. we come to ask you, when are you celebrating this? Huh. Tomorrow night we're coming to your house and let's celebrate this. So that that was you know moments for me when I realized he, I'm getting credit for what I've done. Hmm. Hmm. This whole backstory of what happened uh, on uh, uh, love story, how Rajendra Kumar didn't uh, wanted the focus on himself. <laughs> you know, one didn't know all this. These are things. It's in the book. Ratsab told yes. me it's in the book. Ha. Huh. He told me, he said, this is what he'll do because he wants to focus on himself. He said he's not liking the idea of people who are watching the rush print of the film coming out and saying, oh, the director's work is very good. 
he wants his name to be mentioned there. Mm. That's now history and. Uh, Yes, yes. No, but I'm glad that you've put it down so you know people can uh, can read it and you know uh, and it it adds to. I mean, I don't know. It adds to things. So. Yeah, I, I guess it adds to Rajapur's um, the thing of cinema and of people. Yes, yes. Hmm. So let's talk about all his eccentricities. I mean, you know, uh, while shooting films. You know, you you said uh, there's one bit where you said uh, that you know he's going to eventually shoot in Pune for yeah. um, you know Bobby. Yes. Yeah, so he said he said, and he had done this before because I I had heard this that uh, you know they said you know Saab ka kya hai? he said uh, we are going to uh, Panmil to, uh-huh. to shoot uh, Mira Juta Japani. Uh-huh. We get nice clouds in the sky. You know, he always believed in that visual side of it. Huh. They said, you know, ki panvel gaye, wa cloud nahi mile, to wa se khandala gaye, wa nahi mile, karte karte uti pon gaye. Because he loved uti. They said it was uh, decided by him earlier, I am going to do uti. Same thing happened in Bobby. Huh. We were going to shoot at Igatpuri. Huh. I told the unit guys, I said, listen, bring clothes along for about 15 days. <laughs> Finally, we're going to go to Pune. And the shooting is not going to be three days, it will go on. Huh. That's exactly what happened. One day we shot, on the first day he called me in the evening and said, uh, did you like the location? I said, it's very nice. Why, why should I say I didn't like it? <laughs> I knew where he was coming. Uh-huh. He said, you liked it? I said, yeah. He said, yeah, it's nice, but, you know, this is missing and that is missing. And, um, you know, let's do one thing. Let's shift to Loni tomorrow. Uh-huh. To the farm in Pune. Uh-huh. I said, yeah, I, as you want, sir. So he said, will the arrangement be done? So I said, I've already made those arrangements. Well, I was sure you'd want to go back there. <laughs> he looked at me and started laughing. <laughs> So we mm. went to Loni and we shot there for what? For about a month, I think. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, clearly, like, you know, um, while you were working with him, you yeah. grew up with, um, you actually grew up, uh, you know, with him in the sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, you grew up learning under him. Right. So, you developed a very close relationship with him, right? So you it was almost like telepathy in that sense. Right. 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 So talk about that, you know. In the- See, um, when he had told me, you know, when uh, these uh, Damara Knights, huh. something I've spoken about in the book. Yes, yes, you. Damara There's a whole chapter. The, yeah, Damara was the uh, projectionist. Huh. And, uh, whenever Ratsab would come into the projection room, into the preview theater. Huh. And uh, his man Friday would get a bottle of whiskey. Huh. So uh, we knew it's now going to be a Dambaran night. It was called Dambaran night. <laughs> so what Dambaran had done, he huh. had compiled Ratsa's favorite scenes, huh. which he was most proud of, hmm. into, one, into one long three, three and a half hour uh, projection. Hmm. He would have done that. And uh, I was fascinated when I saw that. 
perspective mm. because um, I was now I was, I was working with the men, so I'd seen him working on the sets. Mm. And I saw starting from Aag, mm. he runs up the steps and comes into the room and his wife's face is burnt. Mm. Then, you know, Avara's dream sequence, wow, which, mm. which I, I couldn't imagine. Mm. That's the way a, a man who's poor would dream. His dreams would be that mm. big. Mm. And um, every single thing in that. And uh, he noticed me standing in one corner. Mm. I would never sit with him then. Mm. I was standing and he said, uh, uh, what are you standing on the screen for? Mm. I said, sir, I'm just seeing things. Mm. You know, I can see in your face that you want to ask me something. Mm. So ask me. Mm. I, I said, no, sir, it's okay. So he called me close to him. Mm. I sit down, so I sat on the ground. I mm. said, look, if you want to learn, mm. you have to ask. Mm. It's only mm. people who ask who learn. Mm. So be free to ask me whatever you want. Mm. So then these Damara knights used to go into hours of learning. Mm. And every time I'd hear something from him about one scene, I would look forward for the next time when it was played. But mm. then I saw the scene in a different light completely. You know? okay. And uh, mm. the operator was quite funny because uh, when he was tired, mm. uh, then Sunday in between all these things, uh, Jagtaro's song with uh, Nargisji's in that mandir and Jago, Mongare uh. Jago, would start uh-huh. playing and Ratsa would get up and say, uh-huh. Abhi Dambara thak gaya hai. To <laughs> he'd walk out of the theatre with this, this song playing behind him. <laughs> so that was the cue. That was the cue, yeah. Uh, and what I also found fascinating was how you spoke about how he, like even failures, you know, were not... Uh, uh, were not so monumental that they would stop him from uh, planning for the next thing, which I found fascinating. And also the backbiting and, you know, people saying things. So talk about that. That seems to be unchanged in the industry from what I Monumental uh, failure of a film mm. was mm. Nam Joker. Mm. It was huge. He had put so much into it. Mm. And, um, the film did not do well and he had lost everything. Hmm. completely hmm. And, um, he was very upset obviously he'd be upset but hmm. uh, and um, you know on his birthday every year he used to have a big party and hmm. Krishna auntie told him you know this year let's not have a party hmm. he said no we will carry on my hmm. life has not ended hmm. my life started without making a film hmm. I this I wouldn't make a film again because, mm. you know, he believes that your talent never runs out. Your yeah. talent is always there. Yeah. And, uh, and then when he got together and decided to make this uh, teenage love story, mm. which uh, and he was actually taking young people in it. Mm. He wanted to take Chindu and find a girl. Uh, yeah. Whereas uh, whenever we had love stories, uh, they would all be the 30 plus actors who would be playing teenagers. You know, <laughs> the first time we had teenagers. Yes. And, um, when he told the uh, uh, his close confidants, I'm making this film, huh. uh, there was uh, Mr. Raman, who was mm. a TFO, 
and mm. he said chata what you are making with chintu and another girl you mm. make the same picture story is good but make it with dharmendra and hema manni <laughs> imagine bobby with them <laughs> see at that stage every actor huh. in the industry huh. came to meet him hmm and said no we want to work in your next film hmm so he had access to any actor he wanted hmm but his old associates like his distributors hmm they all just left him hmm so it's like uh, you know you abandon the sinking ship yeah so they had taken for granted that this is the end of raj kapoor hmm which um, i think when he made bobby hmm he never let us feel that this is a man who is you know uh, gone practically broke in his earlier film oh mortgaged everything and he's making this film hmm we never felt that way he made the film the way he wanted hmm we went to kashmir to shoot we went there for 20, 32 33 days we hmm. shot for only 16 days hmm two days we lost because of the weather hmm. the other days we lost because he did not feel like shooting <laughs> he said no i don't feel like shooting today Oh. He find excuses for that. Oh, today's dasara. Nobody works on dasara. Yes, <laughs> so whenever he not shoot because he didn't feel like shooting, we have huh. party. Huh. He carried on that one. That's how he made the film. Hmm. And you know what I found really great also with these things about people. You know all your anecdotes about people like uh, uh, um. you know prem nath oh i found that and even rajendra kumar and though that was not very positive but this one like the whole bit i was laughing throughout whenever you know i was reading that you know if if i had my way hmm i i would love to do a biopic ha huh. on prem nath uncle okay that he was the most fascinating man i i have seen hmm you know whatever quirks he had people said he's crazy Hmm. whatever it is this was a genius okay an extremely talented man hmm and uh, did great work hmm but but we were all very scared of him because he was capable of doing <laughs> yeah you know and uh, ratsav handled him you know he handled actors very well ha huh. we shot with uh, prenath uncle uh, uh, we did a shot and prem uncle himself said oh very good very good nobody can perform better than this Huh. And Ratha Bhavan said, "Yeah, very good." And the unit guys clapped. <laughs> and I was standing next to Ratha. Huh. I was near around. I remember. Huh. And suddenly he turned to me. Huh. He wrote, "What is the problem?" Hmm. No, I have not said there is any problem. <laughs> he asked me, "What is the problem?" And he said, "Yeah, tell me, tell me." And he brought his face close to my ear, and he said, "Just move your lips and don't open your mouth." <laughs> <laughs> I've done that, and he turned to Prem Sahib and he said. Um, Prem, let's do one more day. So Vinay said, "Why?" He said, "No, Rahul doesn't like it. <laughs> he, he not like it. He said, 'No, it's all right. He's an assistant, and he didn't <laughs> like this. The way you spoke this line. Now, this is what Ratsa wanted to do again. Uh-huh. But Rahul didn't like it. So, chalo, yeah, let's humor him. Let's do it once again. So they did it once again. But this carried on through, you know, through the the film." And one day I was called by Prem Nath Uncle to his uh, makeup room, and mm-hmm. I went there and he was sitting with a harmonium, and his eyes were bloodshot red. Huh. He said, "I want to ask you 
you person you belong to municipality this so what is everybody claps when i perform rajpur who is the greatest filmmaker claps and you you bloody assistant director you don't like my work what is the problem tell me no what can i say i couldn't tell him the boss didn't like it i could fight but i was sure he's going to hit me i was, yeah. I was you know i made up my mind so i just at <laughs> once so can i leave so you know, this is the way ratha worked out but premnath himself was a very fascinating character huh. and very intelligent also hmm. very pathetic what happened to him but he's he's great material to make a biopic on yeah you know and especially after i read i was reading this book i was thinking even this is great material you know i'm sure the book will i don't know inspire various projects that's what i thought like when i was reading it let you me know. see when i'm going to do my otd first yes just, yes you know the only thing is that because i it will be narrated from my point of view how so i would probably be there in front of the uh, camera uh, talking about things but mm. i need a director see ah. i need somebody behind the camera who will tell me what's happening is right or wrong yeah and i need somebody very very competent for that so so you're looking for somebody looking for somebody i have a couple of names uh, just short them mm. um, you know trying to get an international name for the documentary somebody who's very good at docu dramas and mm. also uh, knows indian cinema Huh. So for that and then for a show runner hmm. somebody who controls the whole thing i hmm. also like to find somebody very competent hmm. and uh, and of course then uh, you know uh, i think that's the only way to make it yeah i'm sure it'll be great because i don't know it's like uh, uh, it's like recreating and also creating yeah, i suppose and I'm also, you know the thing we really been i've been racking my brains about is how do i create raj kapoor hmm. you know how do i make people feel that this is raj kapoor yeah if i just keep mentioning his name it may not be interesting hmm. i want to get present some i'm just thinking i'm sure it will work out hmm. as long as the producer who's uh, doing it uh, as long as he stands by me water you know in his hand and plus he had switched on the tap and there was water falling down and and, and he was reading the script <laughs> i mean he had and, 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 and i went to mehbub studios and he was shooting for amir garib huh. he wanted to meet him for some work for bobby and huh. there was a big crowd outside in the lawn of mehbub 
<laughs> I, I think that's the first time I met Salim Javed. <laughs> we were also <laughs> in the crowd. And yes. uh, Premnadji was sitting in the center of the lawn. All right. Yeah. With, uh, mm. He was reading the a magazine called the Illustrated... Illustrated uh, Weekly. Weekly. Right? Yeah. And he was reading yeah. the Illustrated Weekly of three months earlier. He <laughs> <laughs> was in a time warp. <laughs> and he had buckets of water with ice in them, yeah. Yeah, which he was constantly pouring on his head because it was hot. And his <laughs> concentration <laughs> was on reading. I mean, <laughs> this, this, this. Really? Oh, gosh. So these, these, these things really made the book come alive, yeah. you know, and, and the whole, uh, the whole industry and the period, you know, even Bombay plays such a great part in the in the book. You know, when you're mentioning uh, how you, Raj Kapoor Saab and you would go all the way to like Victoria Terminus because he wanted to catch the Deccan Queen. Yeah, because he liked to eat in the Deccan Queen. Of course, with the, I remember with the baked beans and huh. the, uh, with the cutlets and things like that. In fact, I, I was really fascinated now uh, in a restaurant here and I realized it's become very popular. Uh, uh, they have uh, this thing called um, railway cutlets. Yes, I yes, railway cutlets. So this is, this is what fascinated him at that time. Uh, so, yeah, great. So, I, you know, I really enjoyed this book and I could keep talking to you about, uh, you know, things you've discussed in it. But I guess we'll have to like... Yeah, you know, wrap up at some point but uh, uh, for the readers go out and get uh, Raj Kapoor The Master at Work by Rahul Ravair it is uh, great reading and it's you know gives you a real insight into how um, some of our classic uh, uh, Hindi films are made you know and uh, and why they still and, and give you an idea why they still move you so much why do Raj Kapoor's uh, great films move you even now you know so, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Manjula. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking to you. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye-bye. This was a Hindustan Times production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.